Before we go any further, are you recording the desktop audio in OBS? I can confirm I'm not <laughs> recording the desktop audio. It is muted. Apologies, everybody. Last week, if you had some awful audio on Alex's part, it's because I'm an idiot. Right, so you might be wondering why you can't see us at this point. Uh, we decided to unveil our situations to each other in real time so you can enjoy the same reactions we do. Three, two, one, start virtual camera. There we go. This, <laughs> you may be wondering, we have a friend who sadly can't make it because the COVID got him. He is affectionately known as Tony Topknot. And in solidarity, I am wearing this Topknot. This fucking, you know these things well, don't you, Alex? It was just here. <laughs> I don't know how because I've not, I bought those stars after I, the last time I erected this tent. So it just found its way into here somehow. Let's see if I can try oh and my. do this reveal. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Fucking Dora the Explorer. Well done, Alex. Lit like that you did arts and crafts. Yeah, I literally spent minutes on this. <laughs> Welcome to your life for the next hour. <laughs> yeah, I've I've kind of had to put things within reaching distance because I'm I'm a big fucking tent now. Oh shit! My flagpole Alright. Bits of like rust and mold, and I don't know what this is. There's some matter. <laughs> anyway, you can imagine how much it smells. Also, I haven't showered to really immerse myself in this experience. And to top it off, it's 11 a.m., ladies and gentlemen. There are thereabouts. And we are going to perform a tradition. It's called Chambolet. And what you do is you get one of these sugar straws and you get one of these off brand fucking drinks. You do because, this. Because all, all the sugars are turned into alcohol. And then you do a pour. God. Uh, and there's a slight delay on foaming, foamage, much foamage. No. Nope. Oh, 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 God. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I did the whole straw though this time. I mean, the first time. This is the first time we've done this. Nothing went wrong. Uh, I just haven't sprayed this across the entire fucking room. Oh, wow. <laughs> you made some dumb noises. Uh, that funny. It was like gargling in my throat. It was kind of like... I've made a mess. Oh, God. <laughs> You've got some on Dora. Sorry, I'm just mop the floor. I've made a mess on Dora. Oh, that no. that's, that's problematic, that is. This is not the first time we've done that this morning because I received an Amazon delivery <laughs> and had to scramble out this tiny fucking tent past all my equipment. <laughs> and the equivalent of that happened where one of my lights fell off of the top of my screen and inexplicably landed on the power button. <laughs> Subsequently deleted the first 14 minutes of our show. All right, let's just get on with the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome to the much anticipated festival special of Always an Adventure podcast. We're overjoyed that events are finally happening the way we want them to namely bloodstock 
Because thank fuck, it's not going to go the way of Fire Festival. Because <laughs> things have I'm... really, really gone the way we wanted them to today. This is hopefully not a fucking omen or something. I'm Sam. And I'm Alex. And clearly I'm too excited because I've pitched a tent. Erection! <laughs> Do you want to hear about festival toilets? <laughs> Shall we talk about festival toilets? Do I? Sure. <laughs> Quite like this sort of costume the way this works. So, Laluni asks, how do you ensure a good festival toilet experience? Wouldn't you like to know, Alex? I'm sure that you've never heard of my festival toilet experiences before. Pray tell these ears are ready and willing to hear your words upon the toileting experiences that are the most fine in a festival. You think we're going to get past the first 10 minutes this time? No, because uh, something's going to fly through your window or my computer's going to explode or something. <laughs> Pigeon, brick, whatever. I've never had a terrible toilet experience at a festival before. Because I take measures such as putting toilet roll down and sanitising my hands and then sitting on my hands. Or shitting in other people's tents. We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) And holding your breath is obviously paramount if you're going to go into any toilet. This was a cautionary tale. A boombox is not a toy. A boom boom box, which is what you would call a toilet. (laughs) Just do those things and you'll be okay. What about you, Alex? What would you suggest? (laughs) Well, I would suggest uh, a few things that you you should maybe look out for. Um, I'd say you need to look out for the least used toilets. So find a block that's not so close to, say, like uh, where people mostly walk, say, between stages and the camping sites. If you can find one a bit further away, then it's more likely to find that it's not literally covered in shit. Also, maybe try and find out when they clean or empty the toilets. At least that will give you the chance to get there when they're the least bogging. Well, I would like to be in the toilet whilst they're hosing it down so I can also get hosed down. That's how you have a shower at a festival, isn't it? Like, you just you just get a hose down. That's yeah. It. Good old hose down hooting Annie. Hard, <laughs> hard just... gas hose down hooting Annie. You just, get, you just slowly pour milk over yourself. <laughs> Deep reference. I tried that with cold milk first and it hurt so much that I had to heat the milk up and then do it again because it was just painful there we go dear listeners sam requires tepid milk anyway let's go back to the shitting in various places shall we use sunscreen but also if you can try eating something fibrous because if your diet is basically beer and beige there's not a lot of substance to pass through you that would help i think yeah a big sluice will happen (laughs) otherwise a big old schlussen and there ain't any showers to waffle stomp it down. Actually, there are showers. Don't do that at a festival for fuck's sake. It's just bogging it up already. <laughs> bogging. Yes, because we're going to be there for five days. I'm going to actually this time attempt to shower. I've already got small pouches of cleansing goods. Speaking of cleansing goods, it would have been nice to cleanse some of the toilets I've been to that haven't been at a festival. Such as when I was a student, I used to go to the auctioneer in Greenwich. It had some of the worst fucking toilets I have ever seen in my fucking life. My God! It used to always be like covered in shit or piss. There used to be pint glasses either side of the bowl sometimes and people were pissing them, probably not shitting them, but puke. And there would be all sorts of matter in there because it gets turned into like a target when you're drunk. Seemingly when you go anywhere that people have been drinking and they have a penis and they try to piss, seemingly they piss in sort of wide circular motion. So it's like, like it's a, up the walls, it's on the ceiling, it's in the other stall, it's everywhere, it's on my shoes, it, it, great. It's in my beard or on the <laughs> other side of the pub, what the yeah, fuck? It's in my beard, it's in a completely different pub, great. Never used to be any locks on the door, 
or latches, they'll be broken off. They'll mm. be barely hanging onto their hinges. <laughs> it's just you cowering in terror. Protect me, Dora. You fight off them haters. I had to go for a shit once, obviously, because you know what I'm like. It was one of the worst shitting. It's, it actually trumped any outdoorsy shits, because at least I was comfortable then. <laughs> like, I wasn't having to hold the door with one hand, push myself up onto the toilet seat with the other hand so my bum didn't touch the toilet, and then... Also, try and relax enough to shit. Also, with somehow with some other part of you, hold a picture of a homeless person staring at you. It's the only way you can dump these days. You need the cold stare of a homeless guy. That was kind of horrible, and I felt like I got some exercise whilst I was shitting, which is interesting. And then on my way out, someone offered me some coke, and I was like, you're too late, mate. I've already done a poo, so... Missed that boat, didn't you? I think he might have actually been like a policeman in disguise. Would you like a deal? Would you like a coke deal? Give me your best price, good sir, for your deal. So that was weird. With that, with the toilets is fibre if you can. Yeah. Choose the cleanest toilet. Sanitise, yeah. really, as well. Like, hold yeah. your breath. Use your powers of observation to find the least affected cubicles. Talking about other toilets in London, Devonshire Arms. It's like, it's like a prison toilet, but it's in a grotty pub. It's designed so you can just open the door, hose it down, and then close the door and you're done. We open the door now to this week's discussion. We're going to talk about Bloodstock this year, what we expect from it what we can not expect from it, and all that kind of shit. I've got a non-alcoholic beverage that I might wet my whistle with. Don't want to see what you do with your whistle, thank you very much. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so, Bloodstock, um, I expect pretty much the same as 2019 which was excellent except i'd rather it rain fewer having a couple of hours of rain just to stop it being like a dust bowl yeah you is. don't want it dusty half you want a bit of moisture to keep that dust down that would be ideal but like a couple of years ago it was just stupid my shoes disintegrated because i got uh. some vegan shoes which were really nice until you tread in anything wet and then it's like you don't have a soul anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about the actual physical bottom of your shoe. We'll Lol, just... bye. This year, I've got some army boots. Unfortunately, they are not vegan, but they are secondhand. That's what my moral compass is swaying towards. They were pre-owned. Plastic is also arguably worse. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't really want to buy new leather and plastic shoes are still plastic shoes. No, that's what you got to remember. It's like, yeah, they're vegan, but they're not environmentally friendly it's such a weird gray area but to be honest i've had a better time with leather shoes because they've lasted longer and surely if you're not buying as often you're contributing less high quality shoe will mean you need to replace it fewer times referring to outfits and you may be aware that we're fans of wearing silly outfits from well looking we have some very special outfits alex and i for bloodstock this year seeing as this goes out after the festival has been completed completed like it's a video game we did it we 100%ed the festival we will have because we're wearing silly outfits for devon townsend and i'm sure i'm gonna sham some video in awkwardly somewhere like here halfway through we've got that to look forward to also i'm wearing a rainbow drops top Ugh. look this is our band that i've not ever mentioned before because it's kind of like an enigma where in 2019 we stuck loads of stickers up and a lot of people were asking us about have you seen rainbow drops when are they playing and it was quite funny <laughs> so we're going to put more stickers up this year i do want to go on some rides as well for some reason at bloodstock they are like fairground rides last time there were a ferris wheel for some reason because that's what you need is metalheads really slowly going around a fucking big circle 
But the year before that, there was the fucking hazardous thing that they have at Brighton <laughs> with the two rotating things at either end of this big arm that fly around at hazardous speeds. Yeah, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm going to die. No, I'm not. I'm going to throw up. No, I'm not. I'm going to die. No, I'm not. I enjoyed that, actually. I went on it one year and I was very drunk. Actually, I think it was the right kind of drunk. And I went on it and you could see the whole festival and it was like, wow. So I would like that to be back and I will go on it and I will drag you onto it. I don't know what you're like with rides, but, you know, we've got to do it because then we can record ourselves. Maybe we can try to do one of our eye dents that leads <laughs> into one of these bits, just screaming as we're spinning around in circles and our hair's flying everywhere. It'll be interesting. I it's the time that Sam gets me to talk about shit! <laughs> I, I'm good with rides. I enjoy a roller coaster. I think the only thing I'm negative G is the thing that kind of gets me most and it makes me want to throw up. Some of the old school people that have been going since 2001 have been like, oh yeah, rides, they have to put rides there to get the kids interested in stuff. Well, it started off in a, a literal hall. <laughs> you couldn't actually fit any fun rides in a hall unless you're absolutely mad and you want a roller coaster in there or something. You just open the door to this hall and it's like, why is there an 80-foot Ferris wheel in here? What is it doing? How did they fit this in here? And roller coasters just spinning around at great speed. And a band just like, okay, why is this happening? No. Yeah, the, the Ferris wheel would just be clipping through the ceiling. <laughs> awkwardly, like... or it would start awkwardly clipping. And then sort of because it's not attached to the ground, it just sort of start... <laughs> just starts vibrating and just going towards the band. Like, oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> you know them big sort of... Um, cage wheel things that spin around and then they sort of go sideways yeah. imagine if the whole room was that so the band is in the middle and then everyone's around the band and then the whole room starts spinning and then it turns on its side well if rainbow drops ever do a gig that's happening <laughs> <laughs> we the call disclaimer. it like burly gigs shit terror or something like <laughs> guaranteed to make you vom guaranteed to make you bilaterally exit coming out of me both ends <laughs> great value <laughs> good value for money <laughs> And we would charge like 69p per ticket or something. It's complete. Running at a total loss, but it's nice. The door's open 420. Yep. And you pay. We can't charge 69 pounds each because people won't. People are not going to come to see us for free, let alone that much money. So <laughs> the, or the, the roller coaster goes like through the stage and like you can swipe the one of the instruments from the band. And you're just like, okay, now this is happening. I'd like to see the Mighty Mouse be there because... Pff, that is basically a hazard on wheels on rails. That it just oh, it's fine. Screams the entire way. <laughs> like on the corners, it spins round and just does this fucking crazy thing. I think the ones that always scare the living shit out of me is the wooden ones because they're so oh, yeah, clattery. You're like, <laughs> this feels like, like it's going to fall apart. It's the fact that the whole thing feels like it's just going to rattle itself apart, and you're like, hey, I'm going to die in a hideous pile of wood and bones and metal and flesh and death dreamland they had a wooden roller coaster called the dragon i think it was me and my brother went on the was at the front of it it wasn't the rickety disc that actually bothered us it was the fact that it was hailstoning <laughs> <laughs> this is fast that it really hurts my eyes i'm trying to think what i think it's called like corkscrew or something which has got like nine and a half turns in it in thought park you think it's gonna do this at a reasonable pace nope it's dead slow so you're just like it lazily spins you around. You're just like, oh, God's sake. With that in mind, bin jousting. That's the excitement that's the excitement that we all need to at least spectate. Three, two, one, I think it's such a unifying experience because in previous years, like, it starts with about 10 people watching and, like, two people binge jousting and it just gets bigger and bigger and there's a couple of thousand people just watching and spectating and you get this real sense of yes this is a spectator beautiful. sport and this is the energy of being in an arena watching 
gladiators yeah, yeah. yeah like it's the cr- they're the on cre- wheelie bins and they're just running at each other <laughs> the cream of uh, human society fighting mm. to the death in 2016 an interesting thing happened which made me realize that bloodstock is amazing and i'm sure all festivals do this but there's this guy that was trying to run into a paddling pool that somebody was holding aloft and he was trying to break spear through it like that. This, uh, this went on for about 10, 15 minutes. And again, it was like a small crowd turned into like half the festival. Same guy I've got on camera three years later winning a bin jousting tournament as well. He's the MVP of it all. He's, he's the goat of bloodstock tournaments. Oh, disco evenings. After after hours, after the last band's finished on each day, they have a couple of hours or three hours of just we'll, basically rock city. We pop a load of after eights in our mouths and we sit around and enjoy a good music. But there are silent discos there this year, which I understand you have experience with. Yeah, I like the experience of, of being in the silent disco because after a day of listening to loud music constantly, it's quite nice to just be sort of like, I'll put some headphones on and listen to it at my volume. And then if you want to be out of the room, just take them off. You're watching people trying to sing along to songs, but maybe three different songs at the same time, because that's how it is. It's, it's an interesting experience. and I find them fairly low effort, low impact after a day yes. of loud music. I'm looking forward to it because in 2019, we didn't really go to many because of the aforementioned shit weather. People can be asked by the end of it. I'm really hoping for sort of semi-clement weather. It could be overcast by all means, but just don't rain constantly, please. Clement, could you be semi for me? What I'm looking forward to the most about this festival is seeing people in real life. Some people I haven't seen since the previous Bloodstock or even before that because they couldn't even make the previous Bloodstock, such as one of my mates had a kid, so he couldn't make it to 2019. Another one of my mates was relying on the one who had a kid to give him a lift, so he didn't come. The thing I love about the campsite as well, like when you get everyone together and it is literally laugh a minute, like... If I could record all of the stuff that we get up to, <laughs> it would be like six hours long because the stuff I record is actually like second tier stuff. It's not even the top tier hilarity because I'm laughing too much to bother recording it. It's, it's crazy how you, you get all these weirdos together and beer and then suddenly wit just happens constantly. It's so rewarding and Bloodstock is my happy place. I've got a Bloodstock cup. I'm going to decant my booze into it, I think. It's just... I don't know why I haven't done this yet. Look at the head on that. Jesus. Don't drop it on your laptop, Sam, for fuck's sake. Damn, what, what a man would do for that much head. So, bands, who are you most looking forward to seeing? I'm just there for the experience, mostly. It'd be good to see Devi again. Devi with our brilliant outfits. That we- oh, Ross still has the sign, the big old thing that I made. Terribly inconvenient, but like... Yeah, we're going to be strapped for space in my car. I'll hold it if I have to. I'll fold it in half if I have to. I will eat it if I have to. So <laughs> I will like shit a... it out in the original form if I have to. I think this is be like the fifth time I've seen Devin. I want to say fifth. Like there was the 2013 when I saw him with you first. 2014. I want to say there was a 2016 time. What was the time with the sign? Was that 2016 or 17? Oh. That was third. And then I went to see him in Nottingham in 2019. And you went to see him in London the day before. So yeah, this would be the fifth time. I saw him in the roundhouse and I had a seat, which was great. Other bands. Evil Scarecrow, which I think is a weird choice to end the weekend with. Like they're going to be the very end. The last band we will see will be Evil Scarecrow. <laughs> right. 
following Judas Priest as well, one of the greatest <sighs> heavy metal bands in the world, and then yeah. the Evil Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> and after this uh, superlative performance by Judas Priest, you've got some local dickheads. I'm going to look forward to it, though. Like a few of us in Camp Rainbow Drops have discussed trying to find each individual member and make it our task on the Sunday to get them as drunk as possible. <laughs> so when they get up on stage, they will be a complete beautiful mess. <laughs> Incidentally, the other silly party band, Raised by Owls, are playing on Wednesday, which I've seen, and they are so good. Like, if you've seen any of their YouTube stuff, which I recommend you do, they're, like, mostly comedy sketches. It's just just funny. They're, they're good laugh, those boyos. And then there's Party Cannon, but they're not as good. Like, Meet Daddy will decry Party Cannon to the day he dies. Have you heard of Pemphigoid? No. Nope. Probably not. They're a local death metal or flesh-rotting death metal. Uh, Tom knows them. I want to see them because my fiancé saw them at the Jaeger tent, you know, that tiny little tent. It's a, a glorified bar. They're playing on the New Blood stage, so it's a bit bigger venue. They're, I just, I like me a bit of death metal, so I'm glad to see those. Yeah, give it a go. Give it a listen. Yeah. Uh, Glory Hammer as well. If you love that just silly fucking very wink-wink, nudge-nudge, we know how stupid we are power metal with... Silly outfits, which we are obviously advocates of. We're basically cosplaying at someone being an idiot, so of course we're into costumes. Well, I cosplay myself every day because I'm <laughs> an idiot. So this is just an exaggerated version. It's like my internal idiot being externalised. And I think that's the joy of Bloodstock is just being able to externalise your inner idiot. What about bands that you not necessarily know, but you're quite intrigued to see? Have you checked out the lineup at all? Not enough to be like, mm, who's this? Unfortunately, because of the COVID situation and just life in general, there have been several bands that I'm quite disappointed that they can't be here. Chief of them all is Cattle Decapitation, which I'm absolutely devastated about because you like death metal with a twist. They are death metal with a twist to a T. And they're so... They're not replacing them, but Napalm Death are playing. They've got a similar political views and they're shouty and they've got some bits to go. So I will see Napalm Death because, duh, it's Napalm Death. Come on. Yeah, you must, mustn't grumble about the fact that you're, you're seeing Napalm Death. On the subject of pulling out... Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> pardon. Soen as well. That's a bit of a fucking kick to the balls, isn't it? I wanted to see some tour that's probably more prolific than tour at this point. Unleash the Archers, which are basically a faster, more energetic version of Iron Maiden, but with an actual maiden. Phil Anselmo's grunty Mc racist band <laughs> I prefer their Pantera years before heroin completely destroyed his voice Ginger yeah, as well fucking noise, amazing noise, turnaround noise. from them like uh, they pulled out a couple of weeks ago but then the situation changed and now they're back in nope and of course we don't know much about it we just know he's gonna be there one who is known to be saying things like Gordon's alive impetuous boy <laughs> meet daddy was just like imagine if they bumped into each other. It would be like a Spider-Man moment, you know, the two Spider-Men. <laughs> a guy who's Brian, who is Brian Blessed versus a guy that sounds very much like and looks a bit like Brian Blessed. <laughs> well, speaking of bands that are going to be pulling out and coming back in again and stuff, well... Second sucker to Sav. Who knows, by the time we finish recording this episode, if we ever finish recording this episode. <laughs> Quick, throw your laptop out the window. <laughs> the lineup might have changed again. Other bands that I haven't really heard of or like mm. I've heard, but I haven't heard. Conan, you got to love a band that's described as Caveman Battle Doom. How, how, how? What do you mean how, how does that work? How does, I'm going to have to listen to this intently. Intense, if finally. <laughs> Candle Birthday Band's not a back, is it? The two bands that aren't the same band, but are the same band, but let's not go into that too much. I'll look at the Clash Finder like on the day and be like, 
here's the things I'm interested in. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting until we're there and then if people want to go see stuff, I'll go see stuff for them. I'm not a negative person, but I do have a couple of reservations as far as where certain bands are on the bill. Okay. First off, probably the least controversial, Cradle of Filth can get right in the bin. Like, <laughs> really don't understand why the rest of the band's still... Re- like, is it that much of a cash cow? Like, or they really believe in, in the sort of mythos around that band that they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good with this? Or is it just... I don't know. I don't get it. I admit, I like a couple of their songs, but they've released like a billion studio albums. So that's like diluting the pool a little, isn't it? But he's got such fucking hubris that annoys me. Craven Field for one of the only bands that are doing some kind of live Twitch session before they play and you have to sort of subscribe to it in order to chat with them and stuff. Like, who the... F- you know, just like, you think you're that important just because you've been around for 20-odd years. I mean, last time we saw them... My fiance openly mocked the vocal performance of Danny Filth. It's just, I, I he's just a. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Sam thinks hot. Danny Filth, a man he's never met, is <laughs> not even a hot take. He keeps slithering in where he's not really wanted, kind of like a boneless little goth tryhard snake, doesn't he? <laughs> Clearly, he's made a, a career out of very much cult of personality there as well. Oh yeah, there are a few people that really love him. Like, um, would you like to hear another hot take from Sam's hot bag and fresh. of hot takes? Hot and fresh. Judas Priest, right? One of the oldest British metal bands going. They've been around ever. since the sixties. I saw them twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. I can't remember. They headlined the whole festival. You know, they were the last band. To... Oh no, they weren't. They were the Saturday headliner. I think. There's some like random local band that clearly should have practiced more headline that show instead who finished the festival were Watain and they were absolutely brilliant I would wow let's talk about Watain for a second because my god they were in the Sophie stage so it was an enclosed tent everything on stage except the people were on fire they just had this atmosphere and just everything just came together but anyway Judas Priest yeah I get it they're great they're a legacy band and you want to cap off your 20th anniversary festival with those they already played, and honestly, this is going to piss a lot of our listeners off. They played for too long when I saw them. They just they overran it and ran into the band that I actually wanted to see on the other stage. So I just left before the end. But I think that's yeah. great for the people that love it, but I'm okay. And the thing is, when Judas Priest are playing this year, if you look on the Clash Finder, there is nothing happening <laughs> during them. Let's give them all the space they need. This is like, how is that fair to people that aren't really that bothered by Judas Priest? I mean, to be well, honest, they can, go, they can just go to camp or whatever. You don't yeah. have to be in the, in the you arena. You kind of feel obliged as the last band of day, but then Evil Scarecrow on them straight after. But if you're going to have a legacy band, like have, I think Iron Maiden are probably way too big, but I, I prefer to see Iron Maiden. Like that would be one of the bucket list bands that I haven't seen at Iron Maiden. Not, I don't enjoy, again, it's one of those bands that they've released so many albums. I know their 80s stuff, some of their 90s stuff, and like two of their 21st century outputs. But just to say that you've seen Iron Maiden, I'm like, yeah. I've already seen Judas Priest. I don't want to. I really don't. Fucking... I personally really don't care about Iron Maiden. I'm pretty indifferent to both. But uh, but yes, the ticket off the list to say no, I've never seen Judas Priest live. So like, yeah, ticket off the list, fine. They're not terrible, but it's just I don't know. That's a hot take because I know that will piss off Meat Daddy very much because that's his era. He's uh, not gonna like you. Oh, he's not going to like me. He's no. not going to like me. That's Twisted Sister. Anymore. <laughs> I've seen Twisted Sister as well.
sure to look out for blood oranges next time you're in the supermarket. Remember, they can be found where you find normal oranges. Superior in every way, blood oranges are gonna give you your five a day, maybe even your six a day. Buy blood oranges. Okay, so shall we go on to something? Another question from one of our listeners. It's an interesting one from Navi. She asks, should crowd surfing be abolished? Only for using a wooden surfboard. Oh, you, you fucking stole my answer. You actually just <laughs> snatched the answer from my fucking veins. Why are we so similar? <laughs> like, literally, what I've got written down is, unless, of course, she means literally using the crowd as a wave to ride a surfboard on. That doesn't seem wise for anyone involved. I'm not so bothered if you if you got one of them nice lightweight body foam boards. Board. Yeah, the body or, boards. Not, or... If you're going to paddle board your way through a crowd, then maybe you should consider not using the paddle. What about a banana boat? They are heavier <laughs> than they look as well, especially when they're partially deflated. They kind of got this weird heft to them. And it just... Could you slip and slide through a crowd? <laughs> I would love to see that. Basically. That's a lot of setup and you need a lot of people involved. Maybe you could have a ski slope at the end so they sort of pick up speed and then they fly into the stage area. Imagine they that, go... they actually fly onto the stage and then the band are like... <laughs> the bouncers have a big net to catch you. So crowd surfing, I don't think it needs to be abolished. You need to kind of have more buy-in sometimes because it's mm. when some one random person who's probably about two-thirds of the weight easily of the person who's being lifted above people's shoulders gets lumbered with this humongous sweating person to somehow yeah. try and drag them forward whilst also not being crushed. That's the thing that shouldn't happen. I've got to be honest, I admit to never having crowd surf before, only for fear of like losing stuff from my pockets, but also groping. Yeah, I heard yeah. this thing like for both parties, and I just, I'm not up for being groped. I love being the person holding someone up and then just a big old smile on their face and they're going, yeah, like that, and they're loving life. But yeah, I don't think great. crowd surfing's personally for me, but I wouldn't abolish it, no. No, no, absolutely not, no. I've been in the unfortunate situation where I've had like people, I've had to just grab them on my shoulder and walk them forward. You're on your own, just like a random person, just like, here you go, here you go, just, you know, it's all yours. I'm like, cool, thanks. But no, I don't think it should be uh, abolished. So there you go, Narvi. We think that maybe certain etiquette should be put in place but definitely not an abolishment and speaking of something that i wish were abolished sometimes <laughs> because i'm so bad at it like so bad and here is a very special festival edition of what's that tune <coughs> are you ready you know me alex i'm never fucking ready for this shit <laughs> all right let's go let's go I've been generous this week that I've given you two seconds because oh. it's the live edition. Bloody hell. Okay, again, please. Let's I don't know your fucking name, so what? Let's fuck all my friends. No, no, all my friends. <laughs> all day I dream about sex by corn. Congratulations, well done. Yes, that was. That was from Woodstock, of all places. What, the one that went bad? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on a sec, can I have that again? I can't remember the name of it! <laughs> wow, that's a familiar shit. My fucking it, it, bed. It, it should be fucking familiar.
Yeah, it should be, but you know what I'm like with melodies, you know. Yeah, no, this is actually a much more forgiving round because I actually got the first one. So, Megadeth? No. Oh, no, that is... Iron Maiden. Almost. No. Ah, Jesus Priest. Oh, what's that song about going down on someone in a lift? Um, no, that's um, <laughs> no, that's no. a complete different band. Sorry. Um, <laughs> if only. No. Okay, Come no, on. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Da, 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 breaking the law. Breaking the law. Okay. Thank Enough. you for the big old clues on that, but yeah, I was in the right ballpark with old metal. Yep. Next. Oh, really, really <laughs> obvious that one is, is it? This was probably from Download 2004, maybe, as well. Um, Metallica, Enter Sandman. Indeed it oh, is. I saw them. See, I'm being generous to you. I'm a generous lover. I'm expecting some fucking sidewinder curveball in a second, but. <laughs> Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> a real fucking sidewinder there, isn't it? Welcome to the Hotel California. this because I'm doing well. <laughs> you do, you're doing really well. Next. And da, 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 toxicity by System of a Down. Needly doodly. What the fuck was that? <laughs> That's the best version. You should do slow-mo <laughs> versions next time. <laughs> <laughs> So good and love it. <laughs> that fucking hell. One day we have to do a slow motion episode of Awards and Adventure that lasts four hours and it's just us going Swallow. <laughs> Ready, bubbly man. Yes. Oh, this is one that I'm not familiar with. Joe, you know, I'm quite happy that I got this many, so I'm quite happy to just fucking ride the rest out. Can I have that ride, again? Though? Ride the walrus. It's, it's Slipknot. Yep. Uh, what's that song called? Vermilion? Yep. Yeah. So far, you've got all of them. Nice. Is this the last one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really hope so, it's like a really weird, obscure one. Not really, but uh, this is a cover. Mm-hmm. If you can guess who did the cover, extra bonus point. What would you do? Is it Nickelback? No. 
<laughs> well, I know who did the original, but I have no idea who the fuck have it again. What would you do? Whoop. What? Can, can we have it in slow motion? I don't know. I don't know. Even in super slow mo, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> well, this episode's gone off the rails, isn't it? Sounds when you had the. This sounds awful. Like Tony the Tiger on like ketamine or something. It's great. What's the song? What's the song? It's by the Beatles, but I can't remember the name of it. But na, na, na. I, that's a, what would you do if I sing out a tune? Would you go ahead with that? Send a walk out on, out on me. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the song, but I know it's by the Beatles originally. So. It's called With a Help from My Friends. Mm. This is a cover by Shinedown. Okay. <laughs> That will not get copyright struck because my god, that was all over the place. I got five out of six, everyone. I think Alex was a lot easier on me this week. I, get, I gave you two seconds. Flute. Yes. Yeah. It's not, it's flute not, covers. It's, That's it's the not main thing. Ukrainian uh, folk covers of metal songs. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so the only one you didn't get fully was A Little Help from My Friends by the Beatles, covered by Shinedown. Yeah, my go. fiance would have got that because she listens to Shine Down when she's exercising. I'm sure that came up at some point. Shine Down aren't part of my youth, I suppose. I tell you now, Alex, I've been to a, a few festivals in my time. As of you, you've been to a few festivals uh, in your time as well. Would, I would have indeed. So, shall we talk about our festival memories? This is our story time, and also the listeners' story time. So let's get into it. I don't really have like distinct memories. They all blur into one. I'm like, I've been somewhere. I guess I'll start with one year in Belgium going to Grass Pop. We started off at one of our friend's house. He lived in Liège. We met up with some of our Norwegian friends who were going as well. And it turned into a very fucking messy barbecue. Oh boy, did it. It was about four in the morning and I was trying to get some sleep. And I remember my namesake talking to one of the Norwegians going... Yeah, Alex will drive. Like, <laughs> yes, I will. Clearly, I will. And so we did. Uh, someone's bag got stolen. Don't know how that happened. But so I was driving. There's three of us in the truck, and the other two clearly because they weren't driving were drinking. But they were drinking what you would sometimes refer to as special beers. So they're eight percent. And it was a long journey. It was like four hours of driving, more or less. And by the time we got there, one of our party had got steaming drunk. Like asshole drunk and for some reason he had acquired a small pot plant and whilst we were trying to whilst we were trying to drag all of our camping gear to the campsite he was rolling around on the floor and running up to random people and saying would you like my pot plant and sort of forcing it into their faces Oh, this is a bit like uh, the Bombay mix. <laughs> it's like Bombay mix, but with a, with a house plant. 
and him rolling around the floor and just giggling like an idiot. It was like, this is quite a trying time. I clearly have to carry everything because if I gave you anything, you'd drop it apart from this fucking pot plant. So we eventually got to our campsite. It was all very stressful, the setup, and uh, we eventually got camped. I think the same day we, we, we went into the festival arena and watched some bands. One of them was uh, Straight From The Path, your one who's who had drunk a little bit too much. He decided to go into the pit. The pit was on a slightly raised plastic surface, which, because it got wet, was the slipperiest thing imaginable. Somehow... Even though he's a glasses wearer, he managed to lose, uh, but still retain his glasses several times. But also he cracked a rib in the process, which feels a bit like karma for being an ass. Jesus. Yeah. It's like first days of festivals always seem to be like the most horrendous. Yeah, you offset that by drinking too much, which is always what happens. The first festival I ever went to, I didn't even drink at all. In fact, it was Download 2004. We only went for the Sunday because the only band my friends and I were interested in seeing were Metallica. But then other bands happened, which turned out to be just as good. When I got off the bus and saw Donington Park with 100,000 people, and it was like, this is the most people I've ever seen in one place. Dongington Park. Dongington. Dongington. Prior to the festival, I, I had a, like a bright yellow T-shirt, which I made my friends write loads of random shit over it. So you can see that my stupid shit at festivals is very well versed. I remember it being so hot that I almost passed out in the crowd, and the only cool breeze i got was when i stuck my arms high enough for them to sort of like have a bit of breeze on them i was like fucking mm. hell i ended up crowd surfing one of the heaviest biggest people in the world and then by the time people noticed that he was unconscious loads of people backed away and it was just my mate peanut just holding him up just going uh guys this guy Help. weighs like 18 stone we're also outraged at the price of bottled water because it's the first time we've been to a big festival 250 for a 330 mil bottle what the fuck and then because of the plastic bottles that were flying around, uh, they inevitably got filled up with piss and were chucked at random people in the crowd between bands. Grim. So, highlights from that were I went to see Damage Plan, which aren't very good. <laughs> but Dimebag Daryl was uh, the guitarist and they played a cover of Walk. And that was the last time I saw him before the unfortunate happened. So I was just like, shit, I saw him. Not in the, sa the capacity I'd have liked, but damn and soulfly it's the first time i've seen soulfly and they're always he's so happy all the time like max cavalera i'm gonna shout into a coconut i remember bumping into little phil as well who by no surprise he was absolutely wasted even though it was two o'clock and he was he couldn't even stand up i was like hi phil and he was just like, <laughs> oh, is he phil. okay this is a sunday as well so it was like day three seeing slipknot actually made me appreciate slipknot because before that i didn't really care about them but when i saw him live i was like hey maybe i should actually give him a chance they put on a good show. They do put on a great show. And Machine Head was a highlight for me because I fucking love Machine Head. And of course, the absolute highlight was Metallica. Even though they came on an hour and a half late, it was without the biggest gobshite of the band, the drummer. And Joey Jordison, rest in peace, fucking Rip. covered most of their set and they only played the 80s and early 90s stuff. And it was like, yes! Seeing Joey fill in the drums for Metallica is like... A once-in-a-lifetime experience. Exactly. Well, it is now, isn't it? He's never yeah. going to do that again. So we went home that same evening and I had work the next day. Rather than me just droning on forever, we've got a lot of listeners' festival tales. So our first one on the list is Crack Elf, who says, Well, there was that time I was arrested, but let's gloss over that. And the time I decided to go for a sleep for two hours in a portaloo. Grim. Interesting, interesting. I guess he found one that was cleansed or... I don't know, maybe not. He just <laughs> slept on his hands, maybe. And that time where 
a so-called mate rode his motorbike over my tent while I was asleep in it. Jesus! <laughs> asleep in it! Navi, at Vakken one year, this guy from Newcastle, who was part of our group, went for a shit, but there was no toilet roll in the portaloo. Oh dear. I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sounds like a lot of defecation-related uh, incidents. It being very hot and sunny, he decided the best way to deal with it was to lay on his front... <laughs> <laughs> naked ass propped up towards the sun and wait for it to dry and then pick the crust off oh god Borgen. that is fucking disgusting i'm just i'm just gonna pick off these clag nuts no no <laughs> speaking of muddy asses i also went to a very small festival in 2006 and 2007 called mudstock it was actually in the neighboring property to ollie's farm and there's oh, yeah. a guy, a guy, his dad just used to invite like loads of his mates. Apparently he knew a lot of people and it just filled up the entire field. There was mostly like folk and punk bands there that he knew and there was barbecue and everything like that. I remember going there, getting very drunk, chatting to some people at a campsite until six in the morning. And then as I left, everyone else was asleep. I stole a one kilogram block of Cathedral City cheddar. <laughs> you and your blocks of fucking cheese. I fucking love it, man. We went again in 2007 with Bella and... The person who's got the same name as my fiance, but is not my fiance. I got wasted on famous grouse, which is my angry drink. Don't feed me famous grouse. Ollie poured Sprite through the mesh in the top of my tent onto me as I was sleeping. I woke up in a rage, went absolutely spare at everyone that was in my line of sight. And then ended up passing out in Bella's tent instead but just covered in a, a wet hoodie and I woke up shivering and opened the door to see one of my friends pissing on my tent as well <laughs> I told you I, I got stories for days mate so Vickers me trying to pole dance whilst very drunk and getting paled on a spike cue carrot sus having to rub sablon on my butt slash leg next time I say that I'm going to go climb a pole when I'm drunk I was there for that. That was pretty grim. There was the, the, the big scaffold poles that were holding up the lights and then there was yeah. a smaller sub pole next to it to give it integrity. She sort of pressed onto that and just cut a ring into her oh, bum. It was grim. God. Meet Daddy. The escalating crappy reasons why I never make it to the end of Bloodstock. Shit weather. Tripping over a guy rope in the VIP area, cracking ribs in the process. It seems like he is incapable of finishing a festival without some I, grievous injury. I feel that he will make it to the end of this one because he loves Judas Priest and they're playing last, or second to last. Is he camping with us so that we can keep him safe? Yeah, he's not VIPing this year. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Speaking of VIPs, you remember the folk barbecue festival that my dad dragged us along to, don't you? Yes, because I do. What happened as a result of that? I, I ended up joining a covers band. You were, weren't you fucking around with the sound desk or something, and then yeah, something like that. That that just seems me because I have a similar story about fucking around with the audio equipment as well at a different <laughs> festival. I ended up taking over the fact that no one knew the PA, so I was like, oh, I guess I'll just twiddle some knobs until you make a loud noise. And they're like, do you want to be in a band? Which was like a covers band, but also a jam band at the same time, which I quite liked because you could just improvise a whole set. It's covered in jam. That's what you were. Slather yourself in jam. So another festival. Uh, befriending the people that ran the bar that was a converted horse box. Horse! They had a couple of taps on go and started chatting to him a bit. And then at some point in one evening, he grabs my attention and was like, hey, you know a bit about this stuff. Can you look at their amplifiers? Because they want some music playing. I looked at it. It's just like a mess of wires that have been touching each other too much. I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't work because it's probably shorted. It's like, these things don't do this. 
they're like yeah, that's cool and we just sort of got chatting with these people to the point that sometime later maybe another day i can't remember exactly i asked them the trough underneath all those taps had about four or five taps going it's like can i have a you know like a cup of the the drips please so i had this weird sort of craft beer shit mix from a trough and it was free drink i'm not going to complain about that it was a little strange but it was free drink there's also the bit where i literally walked around with a black bag full of cans in it which i quite liked as well was it a bin bag yeah black bin bag oh like you were just, like just... a drunken hobo santa <laughs> yeah. yeah with just like cans of stella in it that's pretty much the folk barbecue vest the biggest memory i have from that was um throwing up <laughs> because we had some bad barbecue my little brother felt sick during the night couldn't find the zip in the tent throw up in his compartment i managed oh, to make it out oh. and shouted soup up a tree so i was all right so. i think i managed to not vom that night i don't know how i managed to escape how? that maybe i made the stronger stuff but your dad did ask me to drive his car across the field and say oh he's not going to be able to know how to drive it because it's a bmw and you have to press the clutch in for it to start and then just me just driving it across the field I'm like yeah i've I've driven cars that need this before <laughs> i've <laughs> driven <laughs> beamers you own a beamer now I, yeah i own a beamer now i knew about it because i'd driven a passat which required the same thing veering off of passats to another one of our listeners the loony this is quite a, a quite a story it seems we we're getting ready for another morning of Hellfest. it was very hot so we were sheltering under a, a camp gazebo i moved from one newly bought tripod stool the other one got nicked earlier in the festival to another empty chair next to Bad Green Kite so that we could chat about the bands on the day. Cue random naked French guy. As you do. Oh, look, it's a French... How... So, how do you know that they're French from the fact that they're naked? Because they were at Hellfest, which is in Quisson, France, so... Ah, I see. Cue random naked French guy who decides to walk through our camp. He said hi to us. Then we could all see what was going to happen as he paused at my empty camping stool. His sweaty, naked, probably three days unwashed festival ass, Peterson's scrotum violated my <laughs> my day-old festival seat. Very visceral yeah, thought. Yeah. The imagery there is, is, is more than enough. I was in the middle of putting on my makeup and practically crushed it in my hand as I sprung up to get him off my chair as everyone laughed. I would have been laughing too if it wasn't my chair. I think he could see I meant business as I shouted at him to get up and would have probably pushed him over if he didn't. Lesson learned. Never leave your camping chair out on naked French men about. Just only specifically French men. Doesn't matter about any other nationality. Sweaty, unwashed, three-day-old, scrotum-juiced French men. Veering about as far away from France as possible is Ashford and <laughs> the Create Festival therein. Oh, yeah. Well, the first experience I had was drinking terrible little beer called Finkbrow. Oh, good old Finkbrow, yeah. I swear it had bits in it at the time. The easy twist-off caps were anything but. I remember like hurting my hand, cutting my hand, and my hoodie sleeve when I tried to buffer it. <laughs> terrible. And you couldn't yeah. open it with a bottle opener because they were twist-off, so you had to do that, basically. Yeah, suffer. An old colleague and friend of mine, Vic Spanner, played in 2006, but a lot of his music is like experimental electronica, and there were some dickheads in the crowd going, where's the drum beat? And I think that put him off, like playing live ever again, because he just realised everyone are wankers. Pretty much. Mm. And this is relevant to what you're wearing. In 2007, we were drinking Raki, a lot of it, and oh inhaling boy. helium from a Dora the Explorer balloon. <laughs> Why are you even drinking Raki? What's wrong with you? Bella came back from Greece and she brought it with her. 
So we just had it. Uh, on the subject of Bella, if Bella has another story for us. Hanging a cooked burned sausage from a piece of string in a friend's tent and continuously batting it in their direction so it hit her in the face. I can imagine they're trying to sleep at the time as well. Just like, <laughs> fuck off, fuck off. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this cold, greasy sausage on a string just sort of slapping them against the face, against the cheek. I do have one final create story. Prater yeah. were excellent. The torrential rain brought a large crowd into the tent. My journey to Ashford, however, was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. I had been partying all night, had very little sleep, rode 13 miles to Ashford, was basically a human sweat bag by the time I got there. And I remember Tony Topknot and you looking out the top window going... How the fuck did he even yeah. make it? <laughs> we just saw you cycling towards the house and we're like, the fuck, how are you here? How did you do that? How is that a thing? You saw how wasted I was the night before. I was like, I can't put those two events together. So now we're getting closer to something we can both talk about, Bloodstock. So I started going to Bloodstock in 2016. Carrot Sus asked me quite early in 2016, I was like, hey, you can buy like a monthly installment ticket to this festival. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. up for going. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And it was honestly the best decision I had made in that regard. It was the first big festival I had camped out at as well, like discounting download because that was only a day. And just, I was just filled with the wonder of newness and just all this crazy shit happening around me. And I liked that it was nowhere near as big as download because download is kind of scary in that respect. I actually camped out in the very tent I'm now presenting in, which has been affectionately called the canvas coffin. When I lay down flat in it, my head touches this end and my feet touch the other end. It's basically like being in a coffin. And it also, it kind of smells. I think I'm kind of used to it now because I've been here for at least an hour and a half. It was bad. The following years got better and better because I borrowed uh, Carrot Suss's old tent, which is much bigger. And then my fiance came the following year. I won't go into too much detail because there are a load of videos that I shot as well. So mm. like all of the minutiae of that, you'll be able to find. I have a poo story, if you're interested. There's this guy who we will call Dave. He left on the Sunday morning, but he left his tent there. I <laughs> needed a poo. I shit in his tent. <laughs> I'm not an animal. I didn't shit directly onto the canvas. I shit in a beer crate in his tent and then folded the lid over and then hoped no one would notice. And that was there for the people to pick up that, you know, go through on Monday and tied everything up. And then the following year, he left again before Sunday and everyone used his tent as a pissing area. And it why just had this big pool of piss in it. But why do people leave their tents? It's just it's bizarre to me. Like people just buy a tent and just leave it. It's like what's well, like this tent cost me just shy of twenty quid and I don't I'm a fucking tight ass, I don't want to leave it there. In twenty eighteen I invented the worst drink in the world. It's called Impossibrew. It's basically a shit mix with offensively spicy chili sauce in it. <laughs> And boy, howdy, is it offensively spicy. It also inspired a game which Carrot Sus drunkenly dubbed Impossible Roulette. This is not <laughs> the last you will hear of this on this podcast today. So Corrosive Hitman says, Starting a two-person mosh pit to Pendulum with Carrot Sus at the back where everyone was sitting and was not impressed. Then I turned around and Carrot Sus had hold of a guy's Viking helmet and was vigorously humping the back of his head. This was Sonosphere 2010, apparently. Young Ham. Block weekend, we basically spent the whole time watching Duckman and Executive Koala on Block TV when we weren't lying on the floor at, at the Venetian Snares set. Okay, it's basically defined my taste in electronic music from that weekend onwards. Now, I, I think Zam just worded this so beautifully. Smoking salvia divinorum in a crowd was not as disorientating as expected. It was at download, don't know what year, the one where corn played. That's still not really specific. <laughs> Blistering heat. 
came down on the come up with beer and three lads in tow, just spiralling out the periphery with 20 times extract. The flavour of the whole weekend was chemically tinged and this was probably the most botanical it was going to get. Flaming into a giggle that turned out to be a puff of thick white smoke, I took the next spliff that came my way amidst distant chugs, and hands held high as we held high the hedonism of our early 20s. It's quite a line. We go on to Bloodstock 2019, where we were both there. So we can finally talk about the invention of Chambolet and what the fuck it is, even. It's a strange time. It was the day after we got there and I'd got overly crispy and gone to bed at like eight. Yeah, but then you were up when I was up, so it was all good. And we were like... Let's get on it. So uh, Corrosive Hitman and I, we went to the camp next to us and we were on like a, we're going to hand rainbow drops out to everyone offensive. Alex came along and was just like, hey, I've got beers for everyone. <laughs> it's just like, okay. This girl was drinking a carling. She said, I don't like it. And then Corrosive Hitman was like, hey, I've got one of these if you want to put it in there. Thinking, oh, I would just make it sweeter and therefore it would just sweeten the deal. It did not do that. You've seen what this does at the start of this show. It just foamed up everywhere. And she drank it. She's like... Oh, that's really nice. It's kind of like that drink that you put a lime in it. Uh, what's it called? We're like, oh, it's Corona. And then you went, oh, you just shab shambi a shamb lime in it. And like, because you said shambi. And I was like, did you just say shambier? And you were like, no. You asked her, it's like, well, this is technically a cocktail now. So you get to name your cocktail. And she just stared blankly at you. And you just turned around and went, Chambolet. <laughs> Chambolet. And that was it. That was the birth of Chambolet. It's like, we have to do this all the time now. Like, Chambolets are a thing that we need to have in our lives. And we do this at the start of every festival. Yeah, like you said, you were so crispy on the first day. Like, I thought someone had spiked your drink because you were just all over the place. It's like, no, he's just been drinking. It's just like, I've you're just like, been, Ugh. yeah. I, I've, been, I've been drinking and I'd had nothing to to eat and we'd been in the sun so I, it kind of concentrated all into way too much booze in my body so I'm like I'm gonna go to bed now we propagated the mythos of the rainbow drops to the point where people were actually asking when they were playing so it's just like no they're not a real band we're just we're taking the piss so one day one day that Friday night, in fact, when Sabaton were playing, me and Tony Topknot, we were drinking loads of picklebacks at the Bullet Bar and then I had a pickle blackout where I just don't remember anything. And apparently I was just being super twatty because apparently whiskey and myself do not... They don't do that. Bullet time. They're going bullet time. I can do the bourbon part of a pickleback, but as soon as the pickle juice gets in my mouth, it's like, nope, it's out. It's gone. Just, the body's it's like, gone. The body's just like, nope, I'm not having this in me. No, thank you very much. Carrot sus. There was a time I was gaffer taped to a camping chair. And another time, on a separate occasion, gaffer taped while stood up. There is video footage of this. You rock! <laughs> no, I want a salad at night! <laughs> People's varying reactions to Impossible Brew. There was this guy who was like, yeah, this is fine, and just kept drinking it. I was like, you absolute madman. And after a certain point, he just stared off into the distance and just stopped reacting to anything that was happening around him. Yeah, I remember that guy. He was like a doctor, and he just sort of completely spaced out. Clearly, it affected him in a certain way. There was a woman who had no reaction. Like, I've got this chili sauce called Regret, which is in 2021 edition, so... That's going to be fun. I remember you screaming when you had some. You're like, ah! Okay, no, it's a in my pocket. Yeah, it just sort of hit you all at once. You're just like, no. It's alcoholic, but also spicy. Stop it. Also, when we saw the inverted face Pikachu, which, like, this guy was wearing a giant Pikachu canvas suit thing or whatever it was like and the wind was blowing so you could see the outline of his face <laughs> and just the ears were flapping behind him and that was the funniest thing ever and meat daddy was laughing but also he had 
bad ribs. So he was like, ah ha, oh, ah ha, oh. <laughs> Speaking of like people that were not having a good time, we poured rainbow drops into Top Knot's uh, mouth and then you poured <laughs> cider into his mouth as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex! You've waterboarded your friend. Jesus. It was only a little bit, but yes, it was still funny. A Pete drinking slash eating my fiance's crystallized piss bag. No, let's not think about that. You must think about it. He's a wrong'un. He's an absolute wrong'un. If we're going to talk about bands, which we have not actually spoke about at all. <laughs> I enjoyed Parkway Drive because it was so cold that night that their fire show like, warmed me up. I was like, oh, good. Not even metal, but the pyrotechnics. And Scorpions were... Uh, shit i just felt sad for them like rock you like a mild breeze <laughs> like, like a gentle puff like a damp squib someone singing happy birthday when batushka did their candle ritual <laughs> intro was quite amusing as well just we've got one final set of festival memories from eggman eggman has been most generous with his tales download 09 got interviewed by the download press crew the interview lasted several minutes but the only clip they used was me saying i am a festival virgin <laughs> My dad texted me while I was still at the festival to inform me he's seen this on the download website. Fucking hell. <laughs> She's like, hi, dad. <laughs> All of these happened in 2009 as well, which is it was quite a year for Eggman. At Hellfest 09, he opened the door to a portaloo to be greeted by someone's shit-stained <laughs> Grundies stretched over the toilet like a drumskin. <laughs> Clearly, they use them due to the absence of bog roll, then decided to go the extra mile. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why indeed? That's so Eggman was entertaining a lady in his tent at Bloodstock 09 and noticed a sloshing noise. <laughs> what is this sloshing noise? <laughs> Cue sudden horrific flashbacks to the previous night when I needed the piss, but couldn't... <laughs> Couldn't figure out how to get out of my tent, so simply kneeled in the corner and let it flow with no regard to the consequences. <laughs> evidently, <laughs> evidently, it had formed a, a fairly large puddle under my airbed. Oh, God, this is disgusting. And luckily, I made it through the experience of that incident. Had she inadvertently rolled off the single airbed we were both precariously balanced on, things may have not ended so well. I think things wouldn't have ended so well when he had to just put his tent down as well. Just in general, just like having all that piss sloshing oh, around inside. Like, surely, mm. surely, like you'd, you'd unzip it and be like, why does it smell like piss? urinal? And finally, from Bloodstock the same year, I entered a mosh pit during Turisus. I left the pit minus my camera and one shoe. <laughs> Just one. The shoe was held aloft and swiftly retrieved. Alas, the camera was never seen again. A few weeks after the festival, I realised my ribs hadn't felt right for a few weeks. What the fuck? And went to A&E to get it checked out. The doctor had never heard of a mosh pit, was horrified <laughs> by my explanation and simply could not comprehend why people would do that. He was younger than me, early 20s, I'd say. Never heard of a mosh pit? What is this? pit of mosh is it some kind of slosh pit stuff? check out my urinal pit i've got a question for our only fans are you going to bring that to bloodstock it's only this big so yeah oh yeah you could do that all right i can i'll put it in my pile of things to bring right oh tom asks would you rather lick a festival toilet seat for 30 seconds or watch a three-hour nickelback set <sighs> jesus well it all depends on the state of the seat and how drunk i am <laughs> However, if I can, it can introduce uh, maybe a cheat or a hack 
or a loophole into this. Could you buy a toilet seat from like Wix or something and then just open it and lick that? Or is that bastardizing the rules a bit too much? I don't know, like, because it's a toilet seat at it's, a festival. It's, it's not provided by the festival. So Ouch. no, you're not allowed to bring your own toilet seat to lick. Yeah. What if I get there first and lick it? Nobody else has been in that toilet seat. In that toilet seat, yeah, there's, no one's merged their their fleshy parts. I'll go with straight the there seat. and do it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think it being that uh, that's completely within the spirit of the question. I'd yeah. say. Well, to be honest, Nickelback aren't really as terrible as everyone likes to make out. They're just kind of mediocre at worst, to be honest. And the, the yeah. three-hour set would just be less torturous, more waste of time than anything. And just yeah. like, oh, great, okay. Yeah, you're not going to get the three hours back, but there's plenty of tedious things you've done. You're like, well, I'm not getting that time back. I'd rather that than getting hepatitis. Yeah, or like actually pooing on a toilet seat for the next would you rather person to lick it. Easy answer there. Nickelback for me. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, that was boring, wasn't it? Sorry, sorry. How about something a bit more interesting? Now, earlier in the week, I sent Alex a very special package. He thrust his special package towards me. And instead of justifying his clutter, I'm going to justify what I've sent him. Oh, what's in the box? I appreciate the fact that that is in Comic Sans. Yep. Thank you. Each item you pull out, I will try to explain. So this this notepad. So what was this originally? Uh, it's clearly like some paper that was something uh, else. It was a much bigger notepad. Uh, we just had them lying around. I was like, I've got to put more stuff in here to just buffer it out so things didn't rattle around. So you've got a nice notepad mm. to write observations and jokes or wipe your ass with if you run out of festival toilet paper. So absorbent. It's so absorbent. And it's so got our branding on it as well. That's incredibly blown out. That's probably the most tame Lovely. thing that's in there other than the very bottom of the bag. So we've got the infamous uh, potato sack. Got a rich aroma about it. It looks like it's got a lot of stick a lot of stickers in yep, it. Yep, you've got some rainbow drop stickers so you can go stickering and then you've got some awards and adventure stickers as well you to enjoy which are upside down oh, for these are so slippery yeah. they're going back in the bag okay get in the back of the bag get in the back of the bag because you don't make enough noise at a festival i thought that that could be your distress call of sorts <laughs> beautiful this is probably the most serious like as in well it's not serious at all but it was probably the most thought out <laughs> the things that are in there oh it's us. it's us and it's our origin date so you've got something to plop up on your old uh, doodad there you go uh because stay safe stay rainbow drops have a metal straw it's just fancy. yeah fancy fancy uh seize your hog hog has been it's seized it's just a tiny little hog there you go you can you can seize that forevermore I suppose we'll have to cover this yeah well you know you said you wanted to have a shower marmite shower gel links with marmite links africa and marmite because <laughs> what what is this aroma i've not smelled How it I... yet so this is completely brand new to does it smell marmite or it smelled mostly smells of africa oh no there we go uh... <laughs> the marmite undertones <laughs> yeah you know just sort of caramelly under sort of that kind of under flavor of of marmite not the sort of brown flavor of, of actual marmite but the caramelly a bit underneath yeah i'm not describing it very well but that basically you get that but with africa on top of it i bless the rains down in africa no it's, no, it's, no, it's disgusting a sippy cup a pepper pig sippy cup no less nino get the fuck out of the way there you go it's not even a very good sippy cup it's gonna leak as well <laughs> the lid's not just gonna fire off and great speed. There you go. Oh, that's good. Thank you. So, see, they're functional as well Why? as dumb. <laughs> Impossible roulette challenge sticker? Yep. 
This is a sticker? Yeah, we'll read that out in a second. <laughs> oh, I can still taste that fucking Africa in my mouth. <laughs> the f <laughs> it's, a, it's like an inflatable it's a, thing to wave around. It's a shark pool noodle, as it refers to itself. Three plus. Oh, God. Oh, how much have you sent me? It's glass. There you go. I'll turn the game up now so you can actually see who I am. It's the vintage edition. Oh. This is from 2019. <laughs> it's got bits in it. Good luck. Uh, is there anything else there? I can't remember. There might just be your shoes now. I think it's just your shoes are the only thing that's left. My shoes and and uh, for some reason a, a, a plastic bag from Sainsbury's. I don't know if that's got anything in it. There you go. There is your care package. Uh, your shoes because you so... left them around mine. That's the justification for those. I feel so cared for, especially with this <laughs> vintage edition Impossible. You know it, baby. Oh God. Oh. We're, we're, we're stop staring at it. it. Might make you feel sick. Our final question today. Oh, comes yeah. from me. I want to discuss what our dream festival would be. Now the rules are one headliner, three support acts, uh, food, entertainment, etc. I think we could call it like, I don't know, Dickhead Fest or something. <laughs> or maybe AAA Fest, two whole days of plops and shit. I kind of looked into the past and was like, you know, it's going to have to be OPEF, but they're like playing My Arms, Your Hearse and Still Life in full. Yeah, just, just that. At the same time, no. It's Battle of the Band style, but somehow it's too versions of the same band my headliner rainbow drops who else so if we're gonna go for support yep. acts i guess for me it would be tesseract because i've seen them enough and my, it would be rude not to include them ocean size because i never got to see yeah, them. reform jesus and kill switch but it's both jesse and howard <laughs> brilliant like sharing vocals yeah boy and then he can do duets and all that shit it'd be fucking amazing and finally i didn't really want to look at the entertainment because it's going to be entertaining enough but food wise bunny chow all the time. All the time. I've got some support acts. Machine Head, but their 2007 lineup with Adam Juice, Phil Demmel, and Dave McLean because now they've all left. Except every time Rob Flynn goes on a rant between songs, he gets pelted with onions. He just always does it. He always goes off on a rant between songs about shit and he's just like, shut up and play your music. This is why your sets are three hours long and you have to book an entire evening and no support acts, you dick. But I do love Machine Head. The last time I saw him, I always got my teeth knocked out. That was still fun. Uh, Lamb of God, because every time they play in the uk it never lines up with bloodstock so you know yeah. i just want to see them every single person who's ever been in napalm death on stage <laughs> at the same time playing three simultaneous sets <laughs> a real ship of theseus there of a band but also playing three eras of music or, simultaneously. or uh, is it triggers broom or whatever it is or <laughs> yeah i have some entertainment big oh, yeah. screen showing of crab documentaries all day whilst Godspeed play in the background. It'd be like a chill out room for people just to chill out with crabs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's for people who feel way too whelmed by festivals, I think. So they just, they need to be less whelmed. And how about a competitive version of that game where you pick the bit of cardboard up with your mouth, fail and tumble into the <laughs> trash. I mean, that's not how you play it, but that's how most people seem to play it. There was one person that did fall in and we called them Dr. Trash Flower. It was quite amusing. Prizes include more trash, rainbow drops, guest slot on our show. And finally, we also have people dressed up as giant packets of rainbow drops wandering about who randomly spew up said snack. Fun for all the family. <laughs> Regurgitate like a mother bird. And I'm surprised you didn't mention it, but the food slash drink situation, you've got to have some Marmite butter fries there and... Maybe some prawn sauce served in a toy bus with Dave's face on it just sloshes around in there. Some sort of bus with a face on it cannon. Straight to the face. And of course, Chambolais will be on tap. Chambolais for all. Impossibrew served on fire with ice. Optional shot of Vimto in any drink you buy because Vimto saves a lot of bad drinks. So that would be our festival. Two days of that. 
Imagine it. Are you wanking? What's happening here? <laughs> Stop masturbating! Um, you shouldn't finger Dora. That's that's wrong on a lot of levels. We ran the gamut of idiocy and chaos this week. I didn't even think that we would be able to go on for this long, despite the two full starts. So we've actually been recording for... Over three hours. Fucking hell, I'm so sorry. I'm also so sorry for how we're going to end this as well. I'm going to do a shot of it. That's still way too much. Impossible roulette challenge. Warning. Dumb. Take a big old swig. Swill it about for a few seconds. Swallow. No spitting. Enjoy the ensuing mouth ow. Pass bottle to your left. Repeat until truly unbearable. <laughs> well, there's only the two of us, so it's going to be just one round. Do you not have a vessel to decant it into? Because they're not very easy to drink out of those bottles. So, uh, Also, shake it up before you do it because you don't want all the bits not being in there. I want the bits all right not in my mouth. This is basically every alcohol beverage that I had in my house, plus Blair's Ultra Death chili sauce, which is a few million Scovilles in heat. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. This is the highest level of guff, guff, guff plex, really. Yeah, this is my last lemonade. Mm. Oh! <coughs> oh! Why does oh. it taste like swimming pools? Why does it taste like swimming pools? <laughs> oh, it's getting hotter. Ooh. Oh, luckily I've got this. I'm gonna fucking chase it with a shambly. I don't care. Fuck the rules. Ah! <laughs> My, it feels like my cheeks are burning. My cheeks are bowing right now. Okay, it didn't taste as bad as I thought it would, but fuck me, is it spicy? Ugh. Ugh. It's on my lips. It's not made it any better. What I'm immediately noticing is the plastic bottle I've kept in for over a year. You can taste the plastic. Oh, grim. Ooh. Fucking hell. And that's it for this week. <coughs> we'll be taking a bit of a break due to actually attending festivals. So it'll be a few weeks until the next one after this is released, I guess. Obviously, being at festivals, we can't record and edit shit, so deal with it. So you can find always an adventure on YouTube to witness us sweating and crying in enclosed space. Or Spotify for weird grunting sounds. If you head over to Twitter, AAA underscore Alex Sam, you'll be delighted at our all-star lineup of miscellaneous poo updates. Whilst you're there, why not tweet us a question to feature on our next episode? like to thank you all well we'd like to thank you all especially those who have given us their wonderful stories all of you thank you thank you thank you you make this worth watching i guess no we are entertaining <laughs> enough on our own right i don't know what i'm saying i'm under the haze of impossibly right now anyway we're gonna have so much fun it's gonna be so intense almost too intense Thank you for joining. Three intense. Three intense. Three intense. <laughs> oh, God. So, we will see you next time, everyone, for some more non-intense guff, guff, guff flex. <laughs> so, take care. Take care. Take care. <laughs> Am I sexual? Yeah! Right, that was terrible. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>